You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 30th of August, 2018. Summer is uh, so close to being officially over, it's almost over. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beatsock Internet Marketing. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm and dude, it's been like a busy week. And for the end of summer, like seriously, stuff's been happening, eh? I know, it's, I think... Um, you know what? I wouldn't even Google. Like, just the web as a whole just doesn't like SEOs because they just did not want us to enjoy the last remaining days. <laughs> and they wanted to keep us on our toes, and they did a great job. I mean, there's some, some really neat stuff, some just bizarre stuff, but uh, I don't know, man. Where would you like to start? Well, you know, we've been – we spent – the last couple of years talking about how Google has just been taking away and taking away and taking away. Like, you know, you remember like, like all that juicy keyword data that was gone. And, uh, last week our guest you know, found a way to bring a lot of it back to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty cool trend. If you ask me, I like it when people bring stuff to us rather than when stuff gets taken away from us. Cause I don't know. It just feels good. Right. It does. Yeah. It, it validates my feelings, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's what this week has kind of been like in Google Land. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I, I think Google, for for whatever inscrutable reason, it's, it's our job to screw out these reasons. For whatever inscrutable reason, Google has given us stuff, which kind of kind of freaky cool. Kind of, so you got to kind of be waiting for that other shoe, though, right? It's like, oh, and then you're taking away analytics. <laughs> here, take a look at all this flashy stuff over here, but it's not flash because we don't like it. Flash, exactly. Here, oh, yank. Exactly. Okay, Google Correlate. I'm a content guy, right? So anything that has to do with what that content creation, keyword determination, um, ways to sort of suss out other ways that people might be phrasing something or referring to something. I, I'm really into that. Eh? Yeah. Google correlate. It's sort of like Google Trends. It'll get you to the same place Google Trends would get you. 
Except in reverse. It, it's, it, it takes a reverse path to get there. Um, I'm really excited about this. There's a, a really cool uh, cool piece in um, Search Engine Journal. Um, just opening it now so I can tell you exactly who wrote it. Um, Tyler, I will mispronounce his last name, so I'm going to let you mispronounce his last name. Hermanson. Uh, Hermanson. Uh, wrote it. Google Correlate, everything you need to know. And um, like I said, it uh, Tyler uh, Hermanson describes it as like a Google Trends antonym, um, where like, you know, Google Trends was looking for keywords producing like patterns and user behavior and stuff. Mm-hmm. In this case, Google's looking at user behavior to suss out like uh, keywords. This is sort of like an extension. You remember, remember years ago when Google built um, that flu tracker, Google Influenza? Yes. Uh, so what that was about was Google Google um, postulated that it was able to predict a flu outbreak maybe a week or two before the actual outbreak happened just based on the outliers, the uh, people who were getting sick before the major outbreak happened, typing in, you know, there's an uptick in uh, people looking for flu remedies in Fairfax, Virginia. There's probably going to be an influenza outbreak in Fairfax, Virginia two weeks from now, was Google's thinking. So this is the same sort of thing, Google Coverlade. Um, If you're going to crowdsource information, crowdsource on real, actual behavior, you know, not what people think about their behavior. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be just right out there. This is one of those things, and, and I love the title of the piece that you're referring to. Loved it as soon as it crossed my radar because it was Google Correlate. What is it? The best SEO tool you've never heard of? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Or you aren't using. You know, same same principle anyway. And I was like, what's Google Correlate? Like, I'm just gonna jump in and go. I was completely ignorant before before this article crossed my radar. It, it showed you. Know, thanks, SEM Rush showed up in my feed. <laughs> I was like. Okay, what what is this thing? Um, and uh, yeah, I immediately I, I think of, I mean there's this natural SEO applications to it, and I can't help. You know, we're we're actually going to be talking uh, about uh, about a piece from uh, Frederick Valais in, in a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. but I can't help but think if it's kind. I have no idea because I, I haven't even managed to dig that deep into it. But if I can pull some API stuff from that, no. Let me let me say if I can get a developer to connect oh, <laughs> the API yeah. points of it because I'm not that smart, and then connect it into bid management, like automated bid, basically create scripts and systems to go. Okay, when you see this, adjust my bids, right? Like it just auto build that in there. Um, you know, for for something like, and I don't work in in it, so I can list it as a good example, like in pest control or something, right? Where you're just like, okay, when I see a spike in this, now I know, right? Who knows when spiders are going to start coming? You know, out might be in late October, might be in you know whenever it might be in your area. As soon as we see this, adjust the bids, right? Whatever it might be, there's just so much power to the. Can you tell? I'm super stoked. So for all of our listeners. Look up Google Correlate. As you can tell, Jim's pretty stoked about it, and, and, and obviously so am I. And I think the organic and paid search capabilities and, and, and information and insights you can get are really remarkable. Yeah. And um, to, the, to, 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 to play with this tool, and to, to, to the point you were making, Dave, about the API, hmm? that's exactly what you're supposed to do with this stuff. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and to the SEOs and, uh, and, and search marketers out there, we, this is a, this is a complicated world we're living in. It's getting the, the it's getting more complicated 
by the by the quarter. Um, if you can automate as much of your work processes as possible within reason, like you got to you got to control the automation. You still got to be on on top of the output. But there's only so many hours in a day, eh? Um, find ways to cut processes, cut time on processes, and your business will do so much better. Yeah, you know, yeah right? well, that, that that's the thing. I used specifically, but you know, I just thought it was a good point to get in. Well, it, it really is a good point, and I mean, getting ahead of things that you can't possibly know without wasting a disproportionate amount of time on its value, right? Like, I, you know, this thing off, and again, I just, I pick it. It's not the, the example. I've got a different client in my brain right now. Um, but, you know, in the example of, of pest control, do I really want to pay attention to each individual, you know, pest that might be out there floating around and monitoring for traffic changes and, and query changes to correlate to, to individual, you know, ties? No, no, I can't do that. And you can use trends a, a little bit for this as well, but if you can now start to connect different dots and pull this data in like correlate does where we're now actually looking at at two points of information and going okay you can actually uh, give me keyword data tied to different trends so i can now pull that in and go okay when you see these keywords existing in this way you know adjust my bid back down uh, on such a large scale over you know a hundred different points in different cities and stuff you couldn't do that manually, not without, you know, just wasting so much time that it's not worth it. But now we've got some systems in there. Like I can only imagine if I was working for, and I actually, okay, I'm going to chat with you, you know, him too. I'm going to call one of my friends and go, Hey, this is a good idea. You might want to try this in your systems. Um, Cause he does work in pest control. Now you probably know who I'm talking about. Um, you know, if he can get that sort of working in there now, I, I would not be surprised if you saw 10 to 15% um, ROI quite rapidly from what shouldn't be that difficult a, a system to, to sort of create this, this Absolutely. easy bit. Absolutely. Uh, anyway. Speaking of pest control, I, I'm really glad you mentioned pest control because there's something that's been bugging you for the longest time. <laughs> Who the hell changed that disavow file back in, back in that WordPress site? That's been, or back in that Google console. That's been bugging me for a long time. Pest control, dude. It's way important. And Google, <laughs> thank you for this. This is a remarkable thing. Thank you. <laughs> Google has made available to us yet another tool. And this is actually part of a, a much bigger um, sort of revamping of user, user rights and management in, uh, in search console. But I like this is one of the one of the things that they've given us. It's like a true pest control tool. Google Search Console will show you a history of user actions in the back end of your website. So, uh, who was the one who was logged in? Who has like uh, performed this, that, or whatnot on behalf of your website? Not in the back end of the website, but in the back end of uh, of Search Console. Mm -hmm. Somebody submitted a new sitemap or, or uh, deleted the XML sitemap or uh, threw up a new disavow file and took down every link you ever, ever acquired. Um, you know, stuff like that. Who did that? Like, it wasn't me, right? Well, now <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, I could not be more grateful. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're right. This is a great case of, of, of Google. And, uh, you know, giving back to us something that we need. Um, they've had this in Google Tag Manager, I don't know for how long, but 
for a long time. <laughs> like, I don't know when it started. I know that uh, it was there when I needed it. Um, and I know I had a back and forth with a developer who was working for a client and they were brought in and then we didn't do this change. We didn't take out this tracking. And I'm like, well, I didn't do it. So it's gotta be not me. <laughs> like, yeah. I know who it's not. So I know it must be you. No, we didn't do it. And they had that logging system for, and I'm sure a lot of SEOs are like, yep, save my butt too. Um, <laughs> and you can just go back and go, yeah, here's where you paused that tag. <laughs> like, why you did it, I don't know. But it was part of this like glut of things that you decided to do. Uh, maybe you should look through those other things. So I think adding it into Search Console, especially with their user management, and obviously they have some more stuff launching out and, and, and some new powers, um, you know, going to be rolled out with Search Console. I'm really stoked that they've done this because I, I, I can't see yet where it would have saved me from, from big problems, but I think that's just me. Maybe I've never had problems in this area, but I know it saved me more than once in, in Tag Manager. I know they're rolling out some new stuff in Search Console, so I can only assume that we're all going to be very, very grateful. <laughs> well, okay, we, we will cover the new stuff in Search Console, and I'm, I'm going to say 80, we're going to go to Google and their famous 80-20 rule. 80% of it, good practical stuff. 20% of it, weird-ass whimsy stuff. Maybe you'll like it, maybe you won't. Right. <laughs> um, who knows, right? Fair enough. Fair um, enough. And I, 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 that, that will take a few minutes to unpack. Um, it's not quite time for break yet, but um, we shouldn't jump to that yet because, again, it's going to take a, a few right. minutes to, to unpack all of the new stuff in Search Console. We got maybe three minutes before we got to uh, we got to step out for some some of those commercials. Um, what are you thinking here? Um, you know what? We can go uh, for for a quick and easy one. Um, it was over on Search Engine Land. I just find these kind of interesting, but it's from Danny Sullivan, rep from Google. Now, just for clarification for all of our listeners who haven't been paying attention for the last you know year and a half or whatever. Um, because it's on Search Engine Land is the only reason I mentioned that because he used to write for Search Engine Land um, who has provided some clarification on when it's okay to ask for links. Now, I found this really, really interesting because as far as um, I was sort of concerned or had ever heard from Google, the answer was no. <laughs> there isn't a good time to ask for links because you just shouldn't ask for links. Um, he was referring to it in the context of writing a guest post, which I found doubly interesting. <laughs> but he, he is providing a lot of clarity going, basically, it is okay to ask for, for a link, like basically, you know, implying like an author bio or, or something like that. Um, you know, that is okay to do. Um, and there's nothing inherently wrong with, with guest posting. Um, and I do think they're right. It's that every statement Google ever makes about guest posting is not talking about you know, the fact that I too write for search engine land and I get a bio link. <laughs> like, that's, that's okay by their standards. And according to Danny Solomon, he's kind of confirming that going, it's okay, but the more conditions you put on it, the more question will it become, what's your intent? And, um, you know, to, I guess I'll, I'll use me as an example here because I can always throw myself under the bus. Um, you know, do I get a bio link from search engine land? Yes. Would I still want that there if I got no SEO value? I get clients from it, the answer is yes. So yes. by what Danny's talking about, that would be fine. And I didn't specify to them, I want the anchor text, you know, insert rich keyword text here, I just went with my company name. <laughs> just, I, 
get what Danny's saying, and I appreciate where it's coming from. <laughs> you know, by the way, Danny, you're still the horse's mouth, so let's keep it that end of things, okay? Um, but there's always been benefits beyond SEO benefits to having a link mm-hmm. on a page, regardless of how that link is anchored or where that link is placed. Sure. You can always argue benefit beyond SEO. Google is the one who came and changed the game around links and actually virtually commodified links. Google is the one who created the problem that they took an iron glove and put it over what what had been a velvet fist. And they used that iron glove to force behavior change. For Google to come back and now explain what is and is not a... uh, okay link in their eyes when it comes to guest blogging um after you know asking for you it's really maddening um <laughs> it's, it's, it's just it, it's, it's almost galling you know i i remember when google's like well you can't charge for links and there was a whole people bunch of people saying yeah but you know what is my real estate um of course you can't charge for links because you've made links and that can given links a uh, a value now they're a commodity so you can't charge for links, but someone just had a had an advantageous placement on my property. Maddening, Dave. Yes, I know. And meanwhile, all of us are looking at all those AdWords listings because it was AdWords at the time. Going, what do you what do you what do you mean? I can't charge for for links. <laughs> but right, right at the very top of your page is this like cluster of links. Um, you know, and I always find it funny. I mean, they're they're sort of double sided there too. You look at like stand like a laptop resolutions, and I couldn't help but think of this because I was, as you know, away in in Whistler last week, and I'm on my laptop working away, and there's a Google search result, and I'm like, you know, I've I've actually got no content uh, visible above the fold. And then ironically, I was also running some page speed insights, and I'm getting warnings for one of our clients. No visible content. <laughs> just like, come on here. You're not giving me visible content either unless I'm going to count advertising as visible content. <laughs> anyway, to your point, it is a little double-sided. Um, I feel sorry for Danny Sullivan because at the same time, yeah, he's the voice of Google, to your point, and he just kind of moved over to the dark side, right? So like, you can tell he's trying to answer the question he knows we're all asking Mm-hmm. But he has a bunch of lawyers sitting there telling him how to do it. <laughs> you know, like you know, security people. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, I don't. I honestly don't know the challenges he's facing in his new position. But my best advice to him at this point is: stay the horse's mouth. You don't want to be the other end. That is very true. Okay, and on that. <laughs> by the way, I love you, Danny. Um, <laughs> on that, it's uh, time we got to take a break here on Webology. Uh, this is a somewhat embarrassed and soon to be chastised Jim Edger from Digital Media <laughs> and uh, Dave Davies. He's going to sit there laughing his ass off at me over uh, yeah. from, from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stick around. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break.
ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact B-R-A-S-C-O at WMR.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email B-R-A-S-C-O at WMR.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Content Marketing World 2018 comes to Cleveland, Ohio, September 4th through the 7th. Learn more at contentmarketingworld.com. Content Marketing World 2018 is the one event where you will learn and network with the best and brightest in the content marketing industry. Content Marketing World will have over 120 sessions and workshops presented by the leading brand marketers and experts from around the world covering strategy, storytelling, ROI, demand generation, AI, and more. Leave Cleveland with all the materials you need to build a content marketing plan that will grow your business and inspire your audience. Save $100 off a registration using promo code radio That's radio and the number 100. Don't miss Content Marketing World 2018 in Cleveland, Ohio, September 4th through the 7th. Register now at contentmarketingworld.com. A more refreshing kind of talk radio. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the, the dad, the 20th, the 30th, the 30th, I'll tell you, of August. <laughs> and the day before the last day of August. It's so close to almost being over. In Canada, kids are going back to school next week. In America, kids have been going back to school for the last couple of weeks. Um, the year is resetting. It's almost Christmas time. Dogs and cats sleeping together. The hell rain fire. I just can't believe it's happening so fast. And Google has updated its user management and user rights to the search console. I mean, all this stuff is happening, Dave. It's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this is actually this is like this is a really cool one. Um, Really, really pleased about uh, many of the changes that, that have happened in Search Console. It's going to make it uh, easier to use, and I think easier, especially especially in like a team setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just a quick rundown: um, Google announced a bunch of changes in how like um, your 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 user profiles and and what rights people will have um, in uh, Google Search Console and. Uh, over time, likely in, in uh, uh, Google Analytics or um, whatever the heck they're going to be calling it when they roll out whatever new features into into Universal or whatever they're calling Google Analytics. I still call this Webmaster Tool. Do you guys still call it Webmaster Tools? I do occasionally. It doesn't help that Bing is, is 
holding their ground on that one. <laughs> okay. Um, no matter who you are, no matter what level of permissions you have, lowest level, highest level, everyone is going to be able to see critical messages in uh, Search Console. So the breathless message that says, uh, search warning, something is wrong with your site map, and that's sending you to go, you know, investigate um, one of eight site maps that your Yoast SEO plugin has created for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so everyone's going to get to see that, and everyone's going to go investigate them. Luckily, you'll be able to track who did what. Um, <laughs> I You saw exactly where I was going. I was like, this is the worst part. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, everybody should see stuff, but I can think of, oh, fantastic. And now I don't just get one email, or I don't just be the only person to send one email to the business owner and go, hey, here's this. <laughs> no, now everybody gets it. And you know what this user management, that the one person who like owns it is like, hey, I'm going and add everybody here. Um, anyway, there are, you're thinking of a client on your part. I'm thinking of a client in my list. It's, this is going to be a nightmare for. But. Oh, man, I'm, I'm regretting telling the staff to take initiative. <laughs> now they got to prove it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, it's going to be easier to share reports. Uh, new Search Console is going to enable you to uh, share a read-only version of uh, index coverage, AMP reporting, uh, mobile usability, stuff like that. Um, right. And again, if you can share it, don't forget all those staff members you told to take initiative to, they can share it too. So you might want to have a staff meeting on this, or, or I might. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm just I'm, just, I'm reading I'm trying to read ahead of myself to make sure I'm I'm I, I'm reporting this all all all, all properly. Um, read-only users will no longer be able to do any actions that will um, have any effect on the account itself. So you're actually going to be able to set permissions um, for different types of user um, and set them more strictly. Um, so even though everyone's going to be able to see stuff, not everyone's going to be able to do stuff. Um, it's going to be a much simpler permission model and uh, people who are quote unquote restricted users who are restricted will only have like read only status um, it's going to be a lot easier for the person who is actually managing the account to um, both assign and see what users are doing um, and again there's going to be uh, easier reporting features so, so it's going to be a more collaborative um, environment, um, but it's also going to be an environment that gives the account holder, the account master, I think, a little bit more control over who can do what. Yeah, and the only thing I can think of that I would really, really like to see them add is like a, I don't know, an SEO mode where I can go in there and, and by each little report or each little button make you click, I understand that I don't understand what I'm looking at button before the data comes <laughs> visible. <laughs> like, yeah. I understand that. I mean, I know it's like, we just rolled over your site to a new one. Yes, you know, you, you've got index issues, right? Like they're actually solved, but Google doesn't know that yet. <laughs> like it's okay. I just dealt with that one this morning. But I jumped on that because I didn't have 12 people with access to it. I just went, you'll notice that this has happened if you check search console don't worry about it. I've already checked. <laughs> nope, I didn't have five emails when I walked in. But and, uh, and, and actually, this 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 point, um, the point Dave made, and and the point I'm about to make, this is both both directly to Google engineers. I wanted Douglas Adam feature 
where when my clients go in um, and look at data that they may or may not completely understand, I want um, a very friendly, um, in, in a very friendly, non-threatening font, uh, I want a user warning that reads, don't panic, come up. <laughs> we'll call that the Douglas Adams feature. It's really important because um, that will save hours a week in saying, hey, dude, chill. Honestly, this is what it means. <laughs> yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Like putting some sort of level on there, it, it may be something for them to look at, although it would complicate the display. But I am thinking that isn't a bad idea because there are issues that – Google works on a large scale. I mean, I know when I'm looking at an issue, chances are what's already caused it. I'll check, but like when I saw a spike in 404s after a new site rolled out and I checked and went, yeah, it's all what Google still thinks are internal links. I sent a crawler through, there are no broken links, so these will just sort themselves out. Really? Right? Like Google won't hit them again. Um, they're just, you know, checking those pages before they're checking the links to see that they're not there, something they should sort out, but it would be nice if they're going to give maybe just for the lower level, right? Like not the owner status or not the admin status or whatever, you know, the, the whole array of different statuses they'll probably come out with. But yeah, if you've only got read only, maybe have a probability that this is a false positive. <laughs> just such a like little, little chart just to go, you know, yeah, don't panic. There's an 80% chance that this, these types of signals come up as false positives, right? You do need to check your SEO should be on this, but to your point, don't panic. Yeah. This isn't necessarily a big deal. Good chance it's not. Um, but one of the things I do like is it does put a bit of onus on us. Um, and I had forgotten to warn my client, and I've remembered in the past, but I had forgotten to warn my client that this is an expected byproduct. Right? This does happen. You are going to see this happen in Search Console. You know, you're going to get an email alert. Don't worry about it. You know, the site's launched. We've already sent crawlers through. It's good. Um, you know, there are no, no broken and we've checked your external, right? Like th th we've got this. If the more people that have access to it, the more forthright we're going to need to be. I would love to see them also add like a notes thing though. And maybe even a timeout notes capability where it's like, yeah, we just launched a new site in these reports. I need you to put this great big note right above it <laughs> going. This is the expected outcome over the next seven days from this period or whatever. Anyway. And also just, just to help you all out out there and uh, especially, especially for, for the newer um, search marketers at the very, the very first thing you put in the note is uh, a note to the client specifically. This is why you buy me a bottle of scotch in December. <laughs> now, even if your client doesn't normally buy you a bottle of scotch in December, this will prompt them to. Smart. It's 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 a good practice. Trust me. <laughs> it's like you've done this before, Jim. Always trying to help, Dave. Always trying to help. Um, oh, okay. I don't want to do the president is crazy just yet because um, he is, but you know he's going to be crazy later, so we may as well wait on that. Right. Uh, what else you got? Um. Okay, there's been a couple interesting changes. Um, Google has confirmed testing a new search results design, which I found interesting. Um, you can see a, a screenshot, like I can't duplicate it, but you can see some screenshots over on Search Engine Land written by, take one guess, Barry Schwartz. Um, right just needed to make sure his, his name hadn't been brought up today on, on the show, so needed to make sure to get that one in there. Um, but it has a sticky bar up at the top. Like as you're scrolling, it's actually leaving the Google logo and a search box um, up at the top. An interesting design change. I'll be interested to see if it rolls out. Um, 
one of the things I do find a little confusing about it is a lot of their moves lately have been to try and sort of merge together um, mobile and desktop experiences, like to sort of make them more and more similar over time. I can't see something like that working well on mobile where you have, you know, far more restricted real estate to, to deal with. So you don't want to block the top part. Um, you know, for, for your logo and, uh, and a search box necessarily. Um, but they are testing it on desktop, and, and I do find it uh, to be an interesting test. If it rolls out, what I find interesting about it is it's going to sort of set a tone for, for what you can, what you would do on the web. Like, we see them all over the place anyway, um, but if Google adopts it, I think we're going to all of a sudden see a, a much greater degree of prevalence of, of that specific style. Um, and it makes sense because if everybody's seeing it all the time and is getting used to a search box up at the top or your navigation up at the top, not to say you're not seeing it now, you're probably seeing it on a bunch of the sites, you know, for all of our listeners, you know, you're seeing it because it happens um, with the with the sticky nav bar up at the top. But I, I have a feeling if Google does follow it, we're going to see a, a lot more sites move that way um, just because it'll be an expected um, sort of format. So I, I think that'll be interesting. And I think a lot of developers will probably be eyeballing this change over at Google pretty closely. Um, just going, okay, if they move, you know, we need to move. Um, cause it's what people will, will expect in their layout. Where's it, where's it, where's the benefit to Google to this, to this, to, this, to the change? Yeah, I don't know specifically except, um, I think it might be interesting for them. And, and, and a little easier to track to go where was somebody on a page when they ran a query again. And they, they could get that. They could go, okay, they scrolled to this point and then they came back up and then they ran a query. But I think if they've got this search bar sort of ever present, they would know specifically this is where people gave up, right? All of a sudden they hit like videos and they ran the query again going, this is irrelevant, right? Or, or whatever, right? Like, or maybe it becomes more relevant and, and that's where you, you know, off they go to the video or whatnot. But I, if I had to guess, I would just think it'll give Google a little more insight into what specifically is going on, where specifically people are scrolling to on points before they're running that query again without relying on them. Um, you know, sort of scrolling back up to the top and, and giving that ease of um, running a new query would certainly give the user the ability to sort of go, okay, I'm bored and, and just and, and click it. If you had to scroll back up, you might see something more interesting. You might keep scrolling just because it's easier to scroll down than scroll up, right? It is. <laughs> it's easier to keep scrolling down um, than it is to scroll up. So I think it'll give a, a really easy jump point for the user to go, okay, this is where I'm I'm stopping. This is where I don't like what I'm getting, where I, I'm not convinced it's it's going to satisfy my needs. Um, and of course, that's going to be very telling to Google because even if they only catch 0.1%, you know, improvement on, on specific layouts, you know, that could be massive for them. So um, that's just my guess. And that's, you know, uh, you know, Danny's not calling me up and letting me know. So that'd be handy. Danny Sullivan, you want to, you know, <laughs> my number's on my site. Give me a shout. Because uh, <laughs> it'd be great to know why you're doing this. Uh, what is for, the meaning no, of this, Danny? <laughs> we want, what, what, what are you doing? Um, but that's what I would guess. That's the only real benefit to them that I can see because it is a, a separation of their mobile and desktop in a way that I don't think would work very well on mobile. So it, it is creating a disconnect between these two experiences. There's got to be a reason for it. 
it's the only one I can really see that, that would benefit Google to a, a high degree, unless they're just actually finding out that users like that bar up at the top and they're switching it because they think users might like that bar up at the top, right? I mean, that could be, but I see them more using it for data collection. Right on. Okay. Now we're starting to press time. I, this is the part of the show where I begin to, my, my gut begins to punch <laughs> because we have like three really juicy stories and um, about 15 minutes to cover them in. Yep. Um, okay. This is the one I think is going to affect the most people. Um, it was, as it comes from, from, a, from a Frederick Valet's article um, in, uh, in uh, Search Engine Land um, a couple of days ago. <laughs> yesterday. You know, these things just like roll, all roll together. Yeah, and this is Dave. This is more up your alley. Um, I don't do a lot of uh, pay-per-click management or, or um, uh, uh, bid management. Um, mm -hmm. I've stayed uh, for my own inscrutable reasons, uh, mm -hmm. mostly in the uh, SEO world. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, Frederick is is, is suggesting that um, there's a lot to keep up with, and it's probably best that humans don't do bid management anymore. Leave it up to the machines. What do you say? Yeah. Um, you know, in any time Frederick says something about paid search, like just to give our audience, you know, listeners who might not know Frederick Belay's, um, if you don't know, when he says something, pay attention. Now, you can disagree with it, agree with it, tweak it a little bit different. Like, would Frederick say there's never a reason you would want to manually adjust a bid? No, of course he wouldn't, right? Each, each scenario is, is unique. Um, but when I first read that, I was like, Mm, no, no, I, I just, I inherently think you're kind of wrong. Um, and it did, re the, the read did sort of, I would say, it, did it force me to think about it differently? No, really, you actually made a lot of the same points I've just recently made to one of our paid search clients. Um, and fundamentally what he's saying is Google is smarter than you are. Right. I mean, I, Google has a, a massive machine learning system under its belt and more than the capacity to go, hey, I want to specifically, you know, uh, adjust my bids here. Um, what he's saying is go in and set based on your goals. So set it based on, you know, on this campaign, I want to maximize my clicks. OK, on this campaign, I want to, you know, maximize my return on ad spend. I want to maximize my, you know, conversions based on my budget and the conversion is worth X. Um, you know, basically let the machines do that for you, figure out how that works so that you can do the creative work. It's, you know, when I was at, at MozCon and, and regular listeners remember the interview with uh, Jonah Alderson, um, that was a lot of what he was saying as well is forget that part where you're managing nuts and bolts because that's not you earning your, your keep, right? In, in paid search or, or in anything really like let, let the professionals or the machines or, or the interns do the grunt work <laughs> or, or people who can do things better. And in this case, basically all Frederick's saying is the machines are going to be better able to manage this. So just let them manage it for you. Now, are there times? Yes. Most campaigns, I do run them manually, certainly out of the gate. Um, and there's definitely some manual bid adjustments that I would do. And there's times I trust me more than machines. Um, and there's times where I think my manual instincts at the beginning can help train the systems for later, right? Like get the fine tuning out of the way when I can control my spends um, with, with manual and, and past experience and knowledge of how some other campaigns are running. 
Um, and then sort of let the machines learn from me or at least set the, the sort of safeguards in place, get all my negative set that are going to spin this out of control. Because an example of a case that doesn't fit this bill is I just want to maximize my clicks. I've got so many campaigns that I've added every week, so many negatives to, to block you know, just crap clicks that we would be flooding in if I just said to maximize clicks. Well, the actual campaign goal is to maximize clicks, but it's actually to maximize, you know, relevant clicks. <laughs> so yeah, have decent clicks, gives, productive it, ones. Exactly. So being able to manually adjust this, I go, okay, my exact, my phrases, these ones I'm bidding, you know, up to here. Um, now, you know, listeners in the audience who work a lot in paid search could go, yeah, that's what you've got skags for. Um, you know, and, and you could do it through there. I, I'm not a huge fan of, of using the, the single keyword ad groups like that, but you know, that you, you, you could. Um, but anyway, it is definitely a, a highly recommended read. Um, head over to search engine land. It is from yesterday. It's Frederick Belay's really, really good read. Give you just a, a different take on things. And if nothing else question, when can I be giving a job over to a machine that can pay attention to details that I can't? And what does that free up my time to do? Like we were talking about earlier, well, sure, it may not be quite as good as me, but I'm now spending that same amount of time writing better ads, building better landing pages, picking new keywords, right? Building new ad groups. You know, can I be more productive there? Even if it's not quite as good as I do, if I freed up that time, could I accomplish more for the client? And really at the end of the day, it's, you know, producing as much money for, for what they're spending as possible. Well, indeed. And uh, again, this is, um, how do I say this? An age of true miracle and wonder. I mean, could you imagine at the beginning of our career if you could, um, if you could use APIs um, and art, and artificial intelligence at the same time? <laughs> like, if you could have um, all of Google's data informing your own like uh, central central computer system. I don't yeah. know what we would have called it like twenty years ago. Um, so your mainframe is getting informed by all of Google's stuff. Um, oh, and think back to when we were, you know, standing on, on some steps, um, you know, in, in Fernwood here discussing Google and you were mapping out like link systems. It's okay, folks. It, you know, it, the world was gray back then. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then we were going over all that stuff. If you had said, you know what, Dave, and for your paid search, I mean, Google AdWords wasn't a thing yet. We were still talking about Overture, but let's pretend it was AdWords at the time. If you and I were sitting and going, you know what? Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give Google all my money and say decide how I'm gonna spend it. Like, I, <laughs> I, I would not even be kind of thinking that was a good idea. Um, but now there, there's some very good cases for it, and and I've I've applied it in some cases. I've got a client using it too heavily right now. Where I'm like, okay, I need to tone you back a little bit, but I'm about to take his paid campaigns over. And then I've got clients that don't use it enough. Um, and I think there are times for, for both manual and automated bidding systems. And, and I think that's what makes Frederick's article such a good read is it just helps you see the other side and helps you really think about where your time is best spent. Absolutely. Okay. And speaking of time best spent, we got to step away from the mic for a second because we got to do some commercials here on uh, Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. But we're going to be coming back with this week's uh, stupidest, stupidest of controversies. But first, on behalf of Dave Dave from Beats Talking Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You listen to Webcology at webmasterradio.fm. It is the 30th of August, 2018. Stick around. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. 
the Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for its 7th Annual International Mobile Web Award Competition. This award program is an opportunity for mobile developers to demonstrate their expertise in this growing medium. It recognizes the individual and team achievements of web professionals all over the world who create and maintain outstanding responsive and mobile websites and mobile applications. Deadline for entry is September 28, 2018. Submit your entry today at www.mobile-webaward.org. That's mobile-webaward.org. It's time once again to get ready for the 35th Annual Miami Book Fair, November 11th through the 18th. Learn more at miamibookfair.com. Over 500 authors will be coming in from all over the world to read their books, answer questions from the audience, and sign autographs. Award-winning luminaries confirmed to attend this year include novelists like Elliot Ackerman, Robert Olin Butler, Ingrid Rojas Contreras, and Deborah Dean. Nonfiction writers like Dr. Mark Agronin, Muhammad Al-Samwawi, Andrea Barnett, and Tina Brown. Celebrities like Justine Bates, Steve Kornacki, Bill Press. These are just a few of the confirmed 500 authors scheduled to appear at the 2018 Miami Book Fair, November 11th to the 18th. Check out the full schedule of events right now at MiamiBookFair.com. That's MiamiBookFair.com. Radio's Virtual Autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm. Moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. So, um, there's a uh, conspiracy, apparently, uh, at Google to uh, make um, uh, President um, Donald Trump look stupid. Um, <laughs> Dave, well, I'm like, like, okay, so, 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 so on, 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 on Monday or Tuesday, I, I don't even remember what day it was, um, the President of the United States suggested that there's a conspiracy at Google. To make him look dumb. Jesus Christ! I, I just, I'm, come on, Jim. You're making it really, really hard just to keep. What do you say? I mean, like, disciples. like, okay. Why, uh, Dave? As a search marketing professional who's been around the block more than his fair share of times, he's going around the block um, at least a few times. Um, what's your professional opinion of? Um, yeah. Like really? Is there Well, I think it all comes to the 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 biggest example and it, it's a case of I don't think all people should know all things about about, you know, the way things work. Certainly there's a lion's amount of things I don't know about. <laughs> like there's a massive mountain of stuff Dave doesn't know. But when you're going to talk about something, you should at least 
kind of know it. Unless you're just sitting over beer with your friend Jim, right? in which case I might just make stuff up and we'll see how the conversation goes. But, um, you know, if you're, if you're just going to, you know, if you're making stuff up, that's not good. And I think the, the, the critical part, I mean, not only is kind of reminding me of Ted Stevens, you know, regulating stuff and talking about the, the like, you know, lottery balls and horses that are plugging up the Internet tubes. Um, this is a case where within 24 hours of making a statement, basically going because um, the credible sources that Google tends to rank happen to be reporting uh, things that aren't favorable to me. Uh, i.e. they're not ranking Fox and Friends, um, you know, well, this this must be some massive bias. Now, you can, you can talk about that. And I mean, obviously, I think, well, you just don't understand how search works. I don't expect you to. But okay, let's even set that aside and go, you were making an offhand statement. You don't understand how search works. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of people are not going to vet you here. But then, and, and, and there really isn't a way to prove it because it's really hard hard for the world to go you know google won't show us the algorithm so we don't know right like you can't prove it so okay he's he's gonna have an easy win there but then within 24 hours he's then coming out going oh and here's screenshots of the homepage during the state of the union address and you'll notice every year you know they were talking about it under obama and then they didn't show it for me well, unfortunately for him, there's this thing called archive.org in the Wayback Machine, <laughs> right? Which we can then go to and go, oh, there it is. Oh, and by the way, your first year isn't called a State of the Union address, so they didn't have it for you. But you know what? They didn't have it for Obama either. And here's a picture from the Wayback Machine then, too. <laughs> and, and, and it wasn't there for him. So, unfortunately... That moved us from the part where he may just not understand what's going on, right? He may not understand that this is not an algorithm that is kind of used that way. And and I understand that it's a noble thing, and you can say that, I can say that. I can understand how people would go, yeah, but these are a bunch of liberals sitting in, you know, California and on the West Coast, and they're just making it. I can understand how you could think that um, because – you don't understand how it works and none of us are even allowed to. So I'll, I'll forgive that one. But when you, not on his part really, but on, on people who believed him. But when you have something that's just blatantly wrong, now you've moved it from, I can kind of think that maybe you just didn't understand what you were saying onto you're either willfully ignorant and, and didn't look anything up or you are purposely misleading. Right. And so, and both of these are, 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 Horrible, horrible traits for leader. Anyway, can you tell I'm kind of biased in my views here on which way this, this current leadership is going? And I, I think it, it's a ridiculous argument. It shows a lack of understanding of the way the Internet works and the way Google works. Um, and what became clear from that Twitter example and the, and the State of the Union address is it's malicious, not accidental. Um, I can take a step a uh, little bit further, if, if, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, by all means. I think the American president absolutely understands what he's saying, and he doesn't care if he's right or wrong. Mm. Um, Mr. Trump and his apparatus already have all the control they need of Twitter. They already have all the control they need of Facebook. Heck, heck Facebook and Twitter let them get away with, um, well, coming real close to suggesting murder. He does not have control over search algorithms. And I think this is a trial balloon to see if he's allowed to have control or if the American public will um, flirt with the idea of him having control over 
search algorithms. Again, he can do anything he wants pretty much on Facebook and do anything he wants pretty much on Twitter, and it's all about controlling information. And that terrifies me, and I think this should terrify everybody. I, mean, I was joking about it before because it's just so unbelievable and stunning, but the honest truth is it's not a joke. It's a terrifying prospect. He completely understands what he's doing, and that scares me even more than him being an idiot. Yeah. Okay. We're all on the same page. Well, I mean, not all. I'm sure some of our <laughs> listeners are shaking their heads, completely disagreeing, as you know, as, as they're welcome to. Um, and you can hunt me down on on Twitter and uh, let me know why. But I would like to see some evidence on it, not just I don't like Google. Um, <laughs> Please don't you know, hunt me so, down on Twitter and tell me what's for because I don't have patience <laughs> for it. I really don't. Fair enough. Fair enough. Honestly, I don't. I don't do idiots. Uh, all right. I, I know Brasco is going to give us a hook. Any last minute words or stories that you think we just kind of couldn't quite get to? Uh, you know, that, that's that's the sad thing. There's a whole bunch of last minute stories. Um, I really want to talk about um, Google uh, measuring um, the, the ad strength indicator. Um, yeah. Hotel, the, the what Google's doing in the um, hotel realm. Um, Code Lab, like, oh my goodness, Google Google helping people with structured data. Um, so that's stuff we got to talk about next week. But but check out Code Lab and uh, most certainly check out um, um, uh, 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 Ad Strength Indicator. Yeah. yeah. What about, what Indeed. About, what do you think? You know what? I, I think that's great. I know we're we're going to get the hook here in a second. And uh, so yeah, you, we you can know, also write uh, you know the studio. Let them know that we need another fifteen minutes tacked onto our show. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Friends, you've been listening to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies uh, from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Beanstalk Internet Marketing. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, and we are both so grateful to uh, to Brasco in the studio in Fort Lauderdale. Um, honest, actually, honestly, goodness, we are because oh yeah, for sure, come together. But anyway, friends, you've been listening to Webcology at WebmasterRadio.fm on the thirtieth of August, twenty eighteen. If you're not listening to Webmaster Radio live, Pack it on a podcast and get outside and enjoy the last days of summer. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.